the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. It's Tuesday, final day of August. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. I want to start off with some of the latest sound, obviously, the Afghanistan situation just continues to be a disaster. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, who should not be employed, should have lost his job. But that's not going to stop him from going on Good Morning America with George Stephanopoulos. And here's a little bit, a little bit of what it sounded like. The president critics, Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas, quote, Joe Biden left behind Americans. He left behind vetted Afghan allies who risked their lives for our soldiers. A disgraceful lack of leadership from an incompetent president. Your response? My response is that leadership means taking a look at the situation and asking the hard question, what is going to be in the best interests of the United States of America, those American citizens still in Afghanistan, and those... So, best interests basically is leaving people behind according to the national security advisor jake sullivan let's go to the white house yesterday jen saki the question is the u.s more or less safe today than we were before the taliban took over is the u.s more or less safe today than we were before the taliban took over well, again, we are not going to do anything that's going to allow terrorists to grow or prosper in Afghanistan or any terrorist organization. That continues to be the president's commitment and his order to his U.S. military over the past several days and the actions that CENTCOM have announced. No answer. No answer or yes or no. It was interesting last night seeing some of the parents. Folks, we are hearing reports that uh, things were definitely awkward uh, at Andrews Air Force Base as the families uh some really gave it to president biden here's what we learned from it was basically he just kept looking at his watch and they felt he talked about his son too much that they they said i want to hear about my son but see folks this is one of the problems that he's probably even unaware of how he's coming across to them gold star father mark schmitz whose son jared killed in kabul last week on uh, telling Sean Hannity what it was like with meeting with President Joe Biden. Joe Biden. And tonight we're continuing to remember the American heroes lost in last week's terror attack at Karzai International Airport in Kabul. 13 brave men and women from all across the country, as young as 20 years old, made the ultimate sacrifice, serving their country with honor, bravery, distinction, dignity. Remember, we have an all-volunteer military. These brave souls, they took on this challenge. These were America's finest, our national treasure that rose to the occasion, met the moment, represented the best, the very best our country has to offer. And quite frankly, they deserve so much better than this and better than to have Joe Biden you know, look down and check his watch during the dignified transfer of remains over the weekend. Like 12 times. Now they're two gold star fathers. Uh. They lost their sons in last week's attack. Mark Schmitz, he's the father of Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz. Uh. And Darren Hoover, the father of Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover Jr., who went by the name of Taylor. Let me, let me start with you, Mark, if I may. Um, your son was sent back to Afghanistan to assist with the evacuation efforts. He said, it's something he always wanted to do. I never have seen a young man train as hard as he did to be the best soldier he could be. He went back just for this mission. Explain. Yes, he did. Uh, first, I, I, I just wanted to say that, that Jared has uh, exemplified 
just so much that any man could ever strive for and made me so proud uh, to watch him undertake this uh, this endeavor and going into the Marine Corps and he uh, completed his boot camp uh, went to Jordan was excited about that and it was constantly looking to do more and was given that opportunity yeah first I want to say to both of you if I may as a parent you know I nobody could understand the loss um, that both of you have gone through. Um, I can't imagine the pain that both of you are living through. And I'm very sorry about that. Mark, you met with Biden over the weekend. How did that go? Well, initially, I wasn't going to meet with him. Um, but then I felt I owed it to my son to uh, at least have some words with him about how I felt. And uh, uh, it, it didn't go well. Um, he talked a bit more about his own son than we did my son, and that, uh. that didn't sit well with me. Wow. Your son was a, a hero. I can't imagine the pain. You know, again, folks, this is the, the way that we're watching the president struggle in, in every real-time situation, whether it's trying to answer a question or reading things he's not supposed to or anything like that. He's not suddenly going to be able to turn it on when he has to. He is exactly as you see him. And so in that situation, I, you know, the whole thing of they, they shouldn't even have had a watch on him. But that was probably just like a nervous tick that he's looking at his watch for no apparent reason. There's nowhere to go. He doesn't have to be anywhere. Um, I don't know what I, I don't know what to make of that whole thing other than he has his handlers. But there's certainly you know, challenged, and there's only so much they can do as his handlers. Let's go to CNN. Caitlin Collins, recent interview with ABC News. President Biden said U.S. troops would remain on the ground till every single America wanted to leave left. That obviously is not the case now since we've left Afghanistan. But Aaron, one question that the president will also face tomorrow is something related to what he said recently in an interview with ABC News, where he said U.S. troops would remain on the ground until every single American who wanted to leave Afghanistan had left Afghanistan. And what we just heard from the Secretary of State there is that not every American who wants to leave has left. He said he believes there are between 100 and 200 Americans still there. He thinks that number is closer to 100. And he talked about the efforts they took to try to get Americans out of there to assist them. But the bottom line is there are still Americans in Afghanistan who want to leave. That will be a big question for the president tomorrow, as many others, of course, on where this goes from here. Now, I have mixed emotions about that because there there are some people who just won't leave. They're, you know, well-meaning, a lot of... Um, charity organizations there's some church groups listen a lot of them they've they've known for a long time they should be getting out of there so i don't know what is the number of the people that say help me i want to get out of here and i can't or some of the people that are saying no i'm not going to leave these people i'm going to stay in here there's nothing you can do about those those types of people and again they have their own beliefs they have their own uh desires they're on their own path this is there are some organizations that go through different countries so it's not just americans um like i said various church groups and so forth there's some people who are are not leaving and that does present a problem without question so i think it's mixed and we don't know exactly the answer because of there were some people who do want to get out and have not been able to get out and then the people that, as much as they push them and lean on them and plead with them, they simply won't leave. So without question, that, you know, that presents its own challenges. Now, folks, close to the home, keep in mind, Governor McKee, um, he, last week was a disaster for administration. He starts off Monday with his resignation of former Cumberland Police Chief Tony Silva, chief of staff who resigned um i think dan mcgowan of the boston globe actually broke it down pretty well first mckee said he checked into it he was convinced nothing was done wrong the next day the governor announced an investigation by the state police the attorney general then tony silva told uh channel 12 that he wasn't resigning and then the weekend hits and then on monday he resigns so 
Governor McKee is trying to spin this about a distraction, but the problem is that this this whole thing, um, and and I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just as an observer, uh, it, it played out like textbook case of now how not to handle these types of scandals. This was Governor McKee speaking with Channel 12. Here we go. Yeah, so I think the statement that we put out, joint statement, uh, shows that uh, we recognize the um, the amount of uh, you know distraction that's going on right now. It's clear. I mean, all you have to do is all you have to do is look at the, the newspapers or you know listen to any of the media. It's uh, and we and Tony's professional. He understands that uh, that distraction can't get in the way of us recovering on the COVID, making people keeping people healthy. Uh, you know, keeping our economy going, and uh, and and today a number of our schools are going. Well, it, it's still a problem, um, and something that's not going to go away. The investigation doesn't go away, and the problems with Tony Silva, uh, it, it, temporary, and certainly takes it off a little bit. But that that is um, that was uh, quite an extended period of instability. I think is a, a fear word to use, to put it mildly. Folks, a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. It's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call JKL, 401-351-7600. Remember, JKL Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's JKL. Call them, 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, he is retired U.S. military intelligence officer. We've spoken to him before. He is uh, terrific and so knowledgeable. It is Lieutenant Steve Rogers. 
Lieutenant, welcome back to the John DePietro Show. Um, I wish it was better circumstances, but very anxious to hear just some of your initial thoughts on what we're seeing and happening in Afghanistan and seemingly the disconnect with President Biden. Well, John, thanks for your invitation. And we're certainly seeing, at least in my lifetime, the most catastrophic uh, foreign policy uh, uh, makeout from the White House that I've seen. Uh, to begin with, this entire operation was uh, messed up from the beginning. Uh, I spent my career in, in military intelligence and worked on evacuation plans for every single contingency or every single incident that would happen worldwide in every country. The first thing you do is remove your civilians. You close your embassy. You make sure everyone's safe, and then you remove your military. Joe Biden did it completely backwards. And then they add insult to injury. John, they left our equipment there, helicopters, tanks, armored personnel carriers, uh, millions of rounds of ammunition. And they and Biden gave the Taliban uh, an air force. They never had one before. Now they have one. And on top of that, we now have ISIS and we now have al-Qaeda being reconstituted. So we're in for some real trouble as we move forward. What do you make of him trying to insist that... Uh... You know, it just contradicts what we're, what we're seeing, which is he was saying all the allies are with us and the Taliban basically uh, is, is not harming anyone. That, that is just simply not true. It isn't. And, and, and listen, I, I'm not going to make fun of the guy with regards to maybe his mental capacity because we do have mental health issues all over the country. Uh, and uh, uh, the president of the United States is not immune from that. But I've concluded based on watching his news conferences, he's outright lying uh, or he just simply doesn't uh, know what's going on. He has a complete disconnect. Uh, he's more concerned now about uh, his poll numbers and about, and, and, and again, it, it, it's, it is political, right? He has so much hatred for Donald Trump uh, and the Republicans in this country that he's willing to do anything to try to be one up on them. And, and I say that not as a political statement, but as a, a clear-cut analysis of what I've seen taking place here. Because he was advised by the military not to do this, and he did it anyway. Um, again, folks, we're speaking with Lieutenant Steve Rogers, who happens to be a retired U.S. military intelligence officer. Lieutenant, um, is, it, is it possible? Now, what we hear is that he, his military advisors warned against this. He overrode that, but... You know, I think it's a fair question to say, is it possible that he wasn't absorbing all of the consequences of what his decision was going to be? Well, it's, it is possible, John, but there are many close advisors with him in the room with the military. Certainly he has his national security advisor. I'm sure he has the secretary of state, secretary of defense. There were enough people there to work very hard to make it clear to him that this would be a real serious problem. And think about what you just said. Uh, if, in fact, what you say is true, then are we going to take it a step further and somebody's going to have to invoke the 25th Amendment? Uh, because we have an individual here that, don't forget, he has his uh, fingers on, on that nuclear uh, button. And, and I, I would just hate to see something so drastic uh, uh, to happen like that. But anything can go when you have someone that doesn't have the mental capacity and, and this is not an outright criticism. This is just something I think is on a line, uh, in line on the minds of a lot of people. Uh, he, he just doesn't seem to have the capacity to grasp what's going on. Uh, if it's not, if that's not the case, he's outright lying to the American, the American people for political purposes. Yeah, and either one is not a good option. Has it um, surprised you that no one has lost their job over this? Uh, there's been no realignment. Uh, it's it's they're acting as though everything went according to plan. Yeah, well, it kind of confirms what, what we're all kind of thinking, that uh, he's uh, doing these things on his own. There's no one else to blame but him. Uh, if there was any idea to fire anybody, who do you fire? They're all in the same room. They're all talking together. Uh, I would think, uh, and, I, and, and, I, and I say this uh, because I know that prior presidents worked together uh, uh, in the national crisis. So a lot of the American people don't know that. It's something... Uh, an unofficial president's club where they will seek advice from prior presidents. And I'm sure that if he sought some sort of advice from uh, Barack Obama, whom not, I'm not a fan of, but I, I don't think Barack Obama 
uh, would want to lead us into a major, major war uh, and see a lot of people die like this. I, I, I just don't believe any prior president would do that. So uh, he just simply didn't uh, listen to people and did what he wanted to do. You know, what's interesting um, is as much as people and people would talk about the temperament of, let's just say, President Trump. And, and we would often hear that phrase, you know, he has his finger on the nuclear button. But we've also seen the danger of someone that does the opposite, which is, you know, this is not the United States. This is this the is this the Biden doctrine that we're seeing right now? Oh, it's the Biden doctrine uh, without any uh, doubt. And now keep in mind that uh, President Trump made it very clear to our enemies that if they got out of line, uh, they would be met with the full force of the U.S. military. And during President Trump's uh, administration, there was not one move by al-Qaeda, by ISIS. Uh, the Taliban were kept uh, in place. Uh, they feared him because he was unpredictable. And that was a good thing because uh, they had no idea uh, the response of a President Donald J. Trump. So they kept uh, they, they stayed home. Now, Joe Biden comes in and he displays weakness, weakness to the point, John, weakness to the point that the Chinese Communist Party, who, by the way, have their fingerprints all over the Taliban operation, uh, sent fighter jets over Taiwan. They already put Taiwan on notice. And the words I understand from President Xi to the Taiwanese government is look at what your friend America is doing with the Taliban take note of that so you've got the chinese uh scratching their head saying well you know what maybe it's our time now to go after taiwan you got vladimir putin he's scratching his head thinking hmm uh, interesting maybe we ought to take another look at ukraine so joe biden his doctrine is a doctrine of weakness and a doctrine of surrender uh in his mind it's for the sake of peace but in the minds of many it's an open pathway to war are you surprised vice president harris hasn't stepped up to carry the mantle uh, no, no, she's as, uh, as clueless as he is. In fact, uh, there was some sort of a report that, and a, a legitimate report, that she made it clear that uh, she wasn't going to go down with this uh, as her legacy. So here, here she is uh, in, in, this, in Southeast Asia somewhere. Uh, Joe Biden's in Delaware. And uh, who's leading the country? Think about that one. Who yeah. is really leading our country? Folks, again, he is retired U.S. military intelligence officer, and it's Lieutenant Steve Rogers. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110-508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com we're in an accident someone hits your vehicle it's damaged in some way pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body 401-272-3340 they're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence folks as you're riding along you just never know You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. 
3340. Did someone damage your vehicle, whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle? West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, uh, I'd like your feedback on how you think Governor McKee is handling COVID. Um, I don't think their, if you want to call it, effort of it's time to get vaccinated. I I don't think that's resonating. Um, The numbers are getting worse. I, I think he's in a vulnerable position because... As we've seen now, the primary is going to be a year from from next September. And so he he seems to be, you know, right now it's just encouraging businesses to wear the masks and and uh, going along with the, the, the statewide school mandate. But I, I think now he seems very open to a subject to if he's going to get pushback from Nelly Gobi and Seth Magaziner, he seems to be very willing to kind of go in the direction that they're pushing him. Yeah, I, I think uh, this is sometimes with McKee, it seems you you get this kind of vacillation where you suspect his his managerial and business experience uh, are pushing him one way, but the need to win a Democrat primary next year is pushing him another way. And I think he, in that regard, he's more so in a bind. A, a lot of public health officials and government uh, officials are in right now that they're I don't think they're not going to get the level of cooperation from the public they did last year you know churches willingly closing for months and that kind of thing I just don't I don't see that happening uh, and at the same time we're getting a lot of information about you know the vaccine at first it was supposed to stop it and it was as good as natural immunity then it was oh it just makes you less sick and now i'm starting to see studies where they're suggesting possibly the fact that it just makes you less sick but you still catch the virus means that it it actually helps the makes it easier for variants to develop and for resistance to the vaccine and antibiotics and stuff to to become part of the virus's uh, portfolio, so to speak. And as we get into that kind of information, you're just not going to be able to say, now's the time, go get vaccinated. That has to change. And uh, so what, what I'm disappointed in, I think we need, we need kind of a new direction and some, some all right. If we're going to be putting on masks, uh, it can't just be at the whim of the public health officials to say, yeah, we kind of, yeah, you know what? Uh, well, let's let's do masks now. That's not going to work. You need standards. This is the number masks go on. This is the number masks go off. And better yet, let's rethink everything. Maybe it's not everybody getting vaccinated. Let's do real analysis and research on whether whether maybe we just let people go about their lives because natural immunity is proving to be as or better uh, effective than the vaccine and maybe give the vaccine to people who are vulnerable and boosters every three months, as we're hearing from the Biden administration. I, I just don't think the public's tolerance for this is not not going to come back to where it was a year ago. And that puts them in a bind if they're just going to continue to believe that vaccination is the the way out of it. In that, and I think that the message of it's time is if people have been delaying, you know, putting it off. Oh, I meant to do that. I need to renew my license. There are certain groups emerging. For instance, you know, it's high profile that Cam Newton, the quarterback of the Patriots, that he, you know, hasn't been vaccinated, won't get vaccinated. It's it hurt. It's hurt him as far as Patriot preseason. But a, a big group that's emerging, Justin Katz, it's as much as they want to blame the Trump people. It's adult black men. Right now, that is, if you look at different studies and different articles about it, that's the largest group seemingly that is not getting vaccinated. And just on a local level, I I see no direct messaging to that group. I don't see anything targeted to that group. I I think something that the McKee uh, administration has done wrong is, and it's kind of that whole thing of Dr. Scott of everything is equity and you're going to treat everyone the same. And it doesn't make sense if there's one group that's largely standing out that is not getting the vaccination and you want them to. You, you have to target that group with a specific message. Instead, it, everything just seems to be equal across the board. 
Yeah, well, I think I think that you raise a really good point there. The the equity to me, that's really more a signal that ev everything is kind of being seen through a political lens. And I think that's where yes. you get, as you as you allude, you know, you get this idea that, well, there's a problem with people not getting vaccinated. It must be those conservatives, those Trump people. You know, that that's the, the narrative they need for politics. And and that's kind of has to go to the side when you're dealing with public health. I do think I do wonder because uh Minorities tend to be more urban, and the urban areas have have suffered more under the virus, at least in caseloads. Uh, I wonder if if they would ease up on vaccine, 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 and maybe start doing antibody tests are just as good as the vaccine. If you can prove you had the virus, then you don't need the vaccine. They might cover a lot of that urban ground without without even breaking a sweat. And they might discover that kind of thing if they actually talk to constituents. And I think that goes back to the identity politics thing. You know, it's, it's, it's comforting, I think, to a certain type of progressive technocrat to say we can we can divide everybody up by groups and understand them and it's comforting because then you don't have to actually talk to anybody and maybe if they part of messaging to a particular constituency is understanding that constituency and asking them why are you not getting the vaccine and you might hear something that surprises you i had the virus i don't need the vaccine in which case great you're immune uh those are the kinds of things it's it's almost mind-boggling that we've gotten to such a political uh so politically mired in this identity politics and and everything is politics that we can't just it's almost like we're, we're preventing ourselves from having a rational pu public health policy Folks, again, our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, before we take a break, I'm not sure if you caught it last week, but Nicole Salas, uh, who certainly the, the mom from South Kingstown, who was brought in on the school committee, they were going to sue her. And then we learned that they actually even hired a PR firm to come up with talking points to trash her. has to do with critical race theory. But she had a pretty visible back and forth with Bob Walsh of NEA Rhode Island Teachers Union. And he was just so condescending to her and wished her happy birthday, but in a very condescending way and uh, really mocking her that they were dragging her in a lawsuit. Again, what, what I think she's also uncovering is he still just remains untouched by the media. I will tell you, the media is intimidated by him. They're afraid of him. He's, as I'd like to, he's not an educator. He is a union negotiator. He's a bully. But by all accounts, uh, you won't see anyone in the in the local media that I've seen uh, call him out, even though his actions and communication with Nicole was totally inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, there was a time 15, 20 years ago when <laughs> the NEA, particularly with their one of their activists, uh, Pat Crowley, would, would had a capacity for being embarrassed by political behavior that seems yep. to be gone and what what i find most interesting with with nicole solis is it's almost like i don't know how old she is compared to me but it's almost like watching a new generation come in i mean when when i was first getting involved I'll, there were a few of us still trying to we were still figuring out the game i mean we we're still discovering how step increases work in teachers contracts and and being astonished that they were getting six to ten percent raises every year automatically and top of you know so we were still learning the game uh, so we, we kind of just went along with the idea that um that the teachers unions were just part of a, a good faith part of the political establishment and certainly the media pushes that idea uh, and so you know you talk to them and they're just you know folks you'll you'll gab with on twitter or if you see them at uh the ocean state follies or whatever um but now that's gone to the side, partly because they've been exposed and partly, I think, because unions have just thrown off the mask and they were just such so obviously progressive activist organizations that I think we're seeing now a kind of a new generation who just they're, they're not going to play the game anymore. I mean, I've seen Nicole go after WPRI for their, their handling of her. Yes. Uh, and and their coddling of the teachers union. And, you know, it's good for her. I mean, but I think it, a lot of it is just over the past decade, that mask has come off. And I, part of it feels like, uh, feels almost like the, the unions know they are so powerful, they can't be touched, which hopefully that kind of conceit, uh, it, it will be their un, undoing. But I, I, I do think, but in the whole, in the whole, I do not, I think a lot, as I've said before, I think a lot of the goal of, of Bob Walsh and the NEA uh, in this was not to 
to harm Nicole or to, to block her APRA request so much as to send messages to other oh, yeah. parents. She's just collateral damage. You know? Yeah. And, and no, just like not, you make an example of someone like that. Exactly. And not and other parents aren't, aren't going to know they can't necessarily count on getting on Tucker Carlson. They can't count on the Goldwater Institute right. ending every lawsuit that might come their way. And so I think to some extent, this was a what do they call it? A modified limited hangout by the NEA where they they'll take a little bit of political heat, which is why it would help explain why. Bob Walsh is on Twitter with that kind of inappropriately callous attitude uh, because they succeeded in what they wanted to do here. So on the whole, they made a political calculation and it was a win. Hopefully, you know, they, they step too far and, and other people will start coming forward willing to, to fight back. Uh, but I think on the whole, the general public less and less is going to believe that, you know, this, this is just some friendly organization. As you say all the time, you know, they call Bob Walsh to be you know, the, an education expert for panels in the media. And I think more and more sure. people are not, are not going to fall for that. Yeah. Folks, again, quick break. A lot more politics this week with Justin Katz right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401 431 2300 MEGA MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third party brokers for your company, your housing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies? You can depend on MEGA MEGA Logistics. Call them today 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company, maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Well, I, I don't understand, you know, folks, the, the Biden presidency has just beyond come crashing down uh, just in the in the past, really just in the past week. And the fact, you know, there's certain things that you could say wasn't his fault, kind of fell in that way, what have you. But the fact that who put the watch on him, that as you're standing there and honoring the 13 service members who were killed at the at the Kabul airport and just I mean it absolutely gut wrenching watching the remains arriving at the airport and and he's looking at his watch now the fallen U.S. troops I want to play there was a good piece on this on uh, ABC. Those 13 service members is so striking. All of those killed in Kabul were just children, some just infants. When the war in Afghanistan began, their remains now back on U.S. soil. A solemn, heartbreaking day at Dover Air Force Base in Delaware. Sunday, President Biden attending the dignified transfer of the flag-draped remains of 13 U.S. service members killed in the suicide attack at Kabul Airport while helping evacuate more than 100,000 Afghan allies and American citizens. The fallen include 11 Marines, a Navy hospital corpsman, and an Army soldier, all of them so young. The country pausing to mourn to honor their sacrifice. Marine Lance Corporal David Espinosa, just 20 years old. Marine Sergeant Nicole G, 23 years old. Days before her death, she was featured in this photo, cradling an Afghan baby at the Kabul airport, writing on Instagram, I love my job. Marine Staff Sergeant Darren Taylor Hoover from Salt Lake City at 31, the oldest. His father calling him one heck of a leader. Army Staff Sergeant Ryan Noss, 23. Marine Corporal Hunter Lopez, 22. Marine Lance Corporal Riley McCollum, 20, of Jackson, Wyoming, was just weeks away from becoming a father. Marine Lance Corporal Dylan Marola, 20. Marine Lance Corporal Kareem Nikowe, 20, from Norco, California. His father saying he did not hesitate to be called to duty. 
Marine Corporal Dagan William Tyler Page, 23. Marine Sergeant Johanny Rosario Picardo, 25. Marine Corporal Umberto Sanchez, 22. Marine Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz, 20. Navy Corpsman Maxton Soviak, 22. His father told a reporter that in the last FaceTime with their son, his mother told him to be safe. He said, don't worry, Mom. My guys got me. They won't let anything happen to me. She now realizes that they all just went together. All together, all doing heroic work, trying to save the lives of others. You know, folks, just it is absolutely gut-wrenching to go through that they need to be remembered of course they they are so young and i think it's as she pointed out that's martha raditz who i thought was very good over the course of the weekend she filled in on one of the sunday shows in um and and even senator sass saying you know the the actions of the biden administration folks let's go to it it's just terrible Dang military bland blunders. Given Let's hear it. that the Taliban said this date was a red line, given that ISIS is now carrying out these horrendous bombings and threatening more violence, wouldn't staying have put our forces more at risk? Joe Biden put our forces at risk by having no plan for how to evacuate. We are absolutely at risk, and we are at risk because the president has been so unbelievably weak. Abandoning Bagram base will be read about in military textbooks for decades as one of the stupidest military blunders ever. And the president has tried to claim that somehow somehow his military advisors were for this. That isn't true. What is true is that the Biden politicals at the White House told the military, we're going to get down to only a couple hundred folks, and then we're going to get down to zero quickly. Therefore, they couldn't defend Bagram. And so we've been relying on the Taliban to provide security around the perimeter of an urban, mostly civilian airport that has a single runway. We have been in a ridiculously untenable position for the sake of evacuating these folks and keeping our word. Americans keep their word. It's- 13 servicemen and women died this week and our our families across this country are in prayer for those families and for the ultimate sacrifice they have made but they were doing something to make sure that no one was left behind the commander-in-chief should be doing the same which is make sure that no one is left behind you know that is um senator ben sass he's exactly right and i also want to go to folks you know i watch and always have a lot of the sunday shows i i don't remember the last time i saw someone uh, Senator Blinken, who uh, to me at this point, I, I, I don't, you know, what's Senator, uh, excuse me, Secretary Anthony Blinken, um, Secretary of State. I, what is still amazing to me is no one has lost their job. No one has lost their position. And Martha Raddatz, to her credit, really pressed him yesterday saying the commitment to our Afghan allies doesn't end on the 31st, but your spokesman said the airport will not be open on September 1st, and the Taliban obviously can't secure its safety even when U.S. forces are present. So how do you realistically think any American citizens or Afghan partners who are left behind will be able to fly out? What would you say to them on how to get out? Martha, a few things. First, um, Just uh, about 24 hours ago, a very senior Taliban uh, leader spoke on television and on the radio throughout Afghanistan and repeatedly assured the Afghan people that they would be free to travel after uh, August 31st. Uh, and he, but, but Secretary what? Blinken, they do not trust that. I, I mean, I know about? you say you don't trust the Taliban, oh but now God. you're telling me we should trust what the Taliban I'm said. Not, Those no, people not, in I'm hiding. Not, I'm not saying that, Martha. I'm not saying we should trust the Taliban. Well, then what are you on, saying? On I'm simply reporting what. One of their senior leaders said, "No one believes them." He specifically cited as well Uh, uh, those who worked for Americans and uh, any other Afghan for whatever reason. So that's point one. Okay, but I want to go back to that. You're you're trying to reassure our Afghan allies. They're not reassured. No interpreters who aren't getting out. They're not reassured by a statement like that. That's right. So what more can you tell them to get out? uh, How to get out? Certainly. And Martha, that was just point one. Point two is this. Um, 114 countries have made very clear that it is their expectation that the Taliban will oh, uh, uh, freedom of travel going past uh, August uh, 31st. So that is a clear expectation across the entire world, across the entire international community. Third, 
we have very significant leverage uh, to um, work uh, with over the uh, weeks and months ahead to incentivize the Taliban to make good uh, on its commitments. Fourth, we've been very actively planning for um, what would be necessary to keep the airport functioning, uh, either to uh, have it function um, right immediately after the 31st, or uh. if necessary, to take the steps uh, required to reopen it. Uh, in a timely fashion, working with uh, countries in the region who are very interested in helping. The Taliban have a strong interest in having an airport that functions. The Afghan people have a strong interest in an airport that functions. The entire international community has that interest. Finally, um, while the airport is critical, and we're this determined guy to see that, uh, that it remains open or that it reopens quickly, this should uh, not there be are Secretary other ways State. to leave uh, Afghanistan, including uh, by road. In many countries, border Afghanistan. That's a very dangerous trip. Again, yes. the Taliban is... Um, serious about the commitments that it's repeatedly uh, made in public, including nationally across the country. Since, since as well when as did they become cheerleaders the for the Taliban? Tends to hold the Taliban to. Uh, for all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401 439 6028 fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist yankee tree service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankeetreeservice.com whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding yankee tree service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps tree pruning you know many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down the licensed arborists with yankee tree service they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com Back in 2017, you had expressed concerns about the membership of the all-white Bailey's Beach Club, said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been members. Your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on that. I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Blaming all on his ribs, born a blue-blooded snood. His birth was a black tie affair. It's all who you know, like Claus von Bülow, he just likes to be seen everywhere. He leads a privileged life with a white privileged wife. At Bailey's, they like their champagne. Life on Bellevue in a state that is blue. <laughs> You'll never hear Sheldon complain. He likes clubs with with the lead waspy crowds where for decades kept the Jews away and BLF cannot stay well he's not big on diverse faces Bailey's Beach Club is his always Sheldon likes the clubs with white faces Concerns in 2021. I mean, obviously, it's been four years. You have remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Your thoughts on an elite, all white, wealthy club again in this day and age? Should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. Calvino. Call for a free consultation today, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com, where you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office, 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. It would be great 
if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino. 401-785-9400. Or online, fightbackcalljack.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have a links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. J. Perry Paving always provides high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service. Residential, commercial, seal-coating patios, get your driveway paved. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and general masonry projects. J. Perry Paving, they offer free estimates. Call them today at 401 732 1730 401 732 1730 you can also find them on facebook it's j perry paving get your driveway paved and if you're a veteran no one has a better package for veterans than j perry paving whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed j perry paving has your back check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, a licensed insured contracting company. They will meet your needs no matter how big or how small. And no one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Breathe clearly now, my mask is gone. Nothing but a big smile for all to see. Gone is the Fauci mask I had to wear. My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air. My lungs will be full, full, full of beautiful air. My lungs will be full, 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 full of clean air. My lungs will be full, full, full. 